You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. Today, we've got a guest that I'm really excited about. I've got Don B. Kim, who is the owner of Ori Studio, their branding studio, based out of my hometown of Chicago. So Don B., thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So if you want, you can tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do, because a lot of what we're going to be talking today is how you structure the work that you do. So first, give everyone some insight into what the work that you do is. Yeah. So I started off as a freelance graphic designer and illustrator. I'm self-taught, and this was a career change from being in the nonprofit and social work field. And I recently transitioned full-time into running my business as of last fall. And um, as you said, it's called Udi Studio. And Udi means us, ours, or we in Korean, because I really value the collective exchange of energy I have with my clients. So initially, I started off designing for nonprofits because that's the field I came from. And now I specialize in helping other solopreneurs, especially coaches and consultants through brand design and coaching. Wonderful. Thanks for giving us that insight. And you mentioned how a lot of the work that you do is in support of solopreneurs. You're also a solopreneur yourself. And for me, for the most part, I do this on my own with the help of some contractors here and there. And it's easy to get pulled in so many different directions. And I happen to follow you on Instagram and you've been talking about how you've been really intentional about structuring your weeks. So I'm wondering if you could just walk us through what a week looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so my work week is structured by themes. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are my client work days where I try to schedule all of my client calls, meetings, and design work on those three days. And then Tuesday is my marketing and admin day, where I focus on tasks like updating my client welcome packet, or going through QuickBooks, sorting through my business expenses, or planning blog posts and Instagram content, things like that. And then Thursdays are my personal projects and development day, where I focus on any courses or programs that I'm part of. And I also like to take that time to read books on like leadership. I'm trying to read more fiction as well. And that's always a challenge. And then lastly, Saturdays and Sundays are my rest days. So the first thing I do on Friday evening is turn on my weekend autoresponder, which creates that boundary between me and my inbox. Otherwise, I would just like be checking email every other hour. And Saturday mornings, I spend time writing in my journal. And this month, I'm taking a dance class in the afternoon. So I'm super excited about that. And then Sundays are my meal prep days because one of my favorite creative non-hustle activities is grocery shopping and cooking. So it's a way to like exercise my creativity without it being tied tied to money or client work and things like that. 
So I found that having these theme days helps me create an intention for the day instead of scrambling to figure out what I need to do. So it helps reduce decision fatigue. It also minimizes the harm of multitasking. And at the same time, while I do have this structure, I try not to be hard on myself if I don't follow through perfectly because I think it's important to be careful of how like legalism and self-righteousness can also creep in while in the pursuit of structure and systems and you know no one's perfect in the end so I found that it was like it was important to have grace with myself in the process that is really important and hearing you describe your week I'm like that sounds like such a lovely week and such a balanced week I'm curious how you found a schedule that worked for you. How did you know that like Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays were better for client work? How did you figure out what was something that would be sustainable for you? So this was a recent development and kind of going back a few months, one of the quotes that leads my philosophy around this is from a book called Business Revolution Through Ancestral Wisdom, which is like a spiritual guidebook for my business. And the quote goes like this, boundaries are important because they give us our identity. So in my first year of freelancing, I let my clients lead my boundaries and my work week. So it wasn't a work week that I intentionally had input in designing. Like it was reactive. I was reacting to what my clients wanted from me. So I would drop everything I was doing to respond to client emails as they came in. I would switch from one task to another. And I always ended up having this like sense of anxiety and urgency. And also fellow service-based business owners will understand this. A typical work week doesn't include just client work, right? Like it includes those non-billable behind the scenes hours like administrative tasks and marketing to source new clients. So I was in the super reactive state of my work week, right? And last fall around like October or November, I was receiving business coaching from my friend, Sarah Corbett. And she challenged me to be more proactive and create this ideal work week schedule. So because the year was about to end, I decided to vision board around it. And with that, I focused on this quote, boundaries are important because they give us our identity. And I looked up sort of the the word identity because I want to learn more about it. And I know a lot of us use that word frequently. And it was interesting because the Latin roots of identity is it brings together two words being and repeatedly. So our identity is literally repeated beingness. And the person I wanted to repeatedly be was someone who's nourished, rested, and focused. And I know as a solopreneur, as you know too, it's super easy to get distracted and pulled in all sorts of directions. Like it's called the the shiny object syndrome, right? So having those theme days gives me the boundaries to stay focused. And I used to think boundaries were super restricting because I like to be spontaneous. I like adventure at times, but now I believe they also give us our freedom. So I'm working on, you know, pushing back that false dichotomy that boundaries, you know, like restrict us. 
into believing that now boundaries give me more freedom because I'm spending each day at the beginning, like thinking less about the decisions I need to make. But now I have a guide. I have an outline. I have a theme. And yeah, that's that's sort of how I approach this. Thank you for giving us that peek into not just your week, but really the thought process that shaped it. I'm wondering for the people who are listening and who are really inspired by how you're choosing to show up in your weeks, what are the tools that help you live your life by design? Mm-hmm. I love this question. So there's this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear that has made a really big impact on sort of the whole process of intentionally designing the work week, but also the follow through and implementation, because I feel like that's that's where we get stuck most often. So one tool for me is visualization. I recently learned that the human body has like 11 million sensory receptors and 10 million of them are dedicated to sight. So visual cues really help trigger behavior And it's really easy to forget when you don't actually see it. So when I make my plan for the week, I usually do this planning on Sunday during the evening. I have the theme of the day written down next to each day just to give me that extra reminder. Hey, today is marketing admin day and let's not schedule any client calls today. So it's just that little visual cue. And then I recently started putting out my journal and pen on a clean desk on Friday evening so I can easily jump into journaling on Saturday morning. Otherwise, I would just forget. And then another tool is documentation because I think it's so important to see the patterns and the data so you can glean what's working, what's not working, if I need to change anything. So I document everything I do throughout the day And I review whether it was actually aligned with the intention I set. So, of course, no day is perfect, but I do believe that tracking everything has immense value. And so, for example, right now I'm preparing for a relaunch of my signature branding service. So I'm planning more time throughout the week for marketing tasks than I would usually do during my work week. So it's it's also important to be flexible in that matter. Yeah, it sounds like you're really in conversation with yourself and what's necessary and if things need to change, then you're making sure that you've got that why and it's not the shiny object syndrome where it's just like, oh, I feel like I need to do this marketing thing, but there's that Mm. intention behind it. Right, yeah. Well, I'm excited to dive into the lightning questions. I ask these to every guest that comes on the show. So the first question that I have for you is, what's something that you've learned recently that you're excited about? Mm-hmm. It's not super recent, but I forget this. So often I need to relearn it. So it's like a constant relearning element in my journey. And it's a it's a quote that I read from Adrian Marie Brown's book, Emergent Strategy, which I highly recommend. And it's like all failure is data. Everything that we do, all the times where I feel like I failed myself or I made a mistake with a client or with my intentions of the week, like all of that is data. So that alone has value, I believe. And 
it also goes back to the importance of tracking and documenting because if I don't do that, then I don't see the patterns within the data. So that's been an ongoing learning, relearning, forgetting, remembering quotes and lesson in my life. Thank you for sharing that one. And what's something that you're in the process of unlearning? Oh, I'm always unlearning my money myths and harmful money mindsets. I feel like this is, it's a hard one for for everyone. And especially I think when you're self-employed and, you know, cash flow might not be as consistent month to month in in comparison to like a a biweekly salary with benefits. So I grew up in an immigrant low-income household. So there was like a lot of scarcity and fear and anxiety around money. And I also worked in the nonprofit field for a while, working from paycheck to paycheck. So being in business has really helped me confront where these mindsets come from, like within my family, within my friends, the relationships I have in my life. And it's an ongoing work then to, while I unlearn these harmful money mindsets I've grown up with, to then learn new mindsets so that I can lead my business, not from a place of such scarcity and anxiety. And um, yeah, this is this is a constant work that I'm wrestling with day by day, just being the leader of my business. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then this last one is my absolute favorite. What's a way that you've grown that you're proud of? And this is really like, I want you to be proud of yourself, brag about yourself, celebrate yourself, and let all the listeners (laughs) celebrate with you. Mm -hmm. I love that question so much. I especially love it because as as a solopreneur, you're like in that bubble sometimes. So it's hard to see that you're doing something well, or you're doing something that's impactful. And then that moment of celebration doesn't come as easily. So I appreciate that question. So I think a way that I'm really proud of that I've grown, especially this past year, is just like learning what it means to be a leader as a solopreneur. Like, I feel like that has made the biggest impact on my journey so far. And at first, when I started off freelancing and, you know, realizing this could be something I could make income from, I didn't consider myself a leader because and like even now, like I don't have a team, right? Like I don't have employees, like I'm working for myself and I was in this isolated solopreneur bubble. And a lot of the work that I was doing was more out of. It, it was more passive than active. And I think that was also a comfort safety bubble that I allowed myself to linger in for a while. And then the person that actually challenged me out of this was my dad. He's a Christian minister and he's always, you know, learning and experiencing and making mistakes of what it really means to be a leader. And he challenged me to frame my journey as a journey of leadership. And so, yeah, that's after he challenged me with that, I, you know, made my first investment in my business with working with a business coach. And that was like an ongoing sort of like ripple effect. And these days I see myself leading in three ways. 
first I see myself as leading myself, right? Like there's self accountability and running a business. And I need to keep myself accountable to the standards I'm setting. I don't have a supervisor who's giving me a performance review or telling me what direction to take, right? Like I'm, I'm accountable to my business values. And so I need to constantly review whether I'm truly aligning with the values I say I'm for. And then second, I believe I lead my clients because they are coming to me with a problem and I am there to provide a solution, a system that will help solve their pain points. And then lastly, this is like the the scariest part I feel, leading by sharing my journey on social media. And I feel like this is scary because I'm literally putting my face out there and being visible and vulnerable with my journey. And I believe that's leadership too, because there are folks who DM me and tell me that the things I post are helping them in their freelancing or business journey. So as long as there are people out there who gain value in what I create, then I'm going to continue doing that, even if that may turn off others. And part of that is also letting go of the fact that not everyone's going to like what I'm doing. Not everyone's going to, you know, cheer me on. And that's okay. Like, I'm not for everyone. And that is completely okay. So that's also been a part of my leadership journey too. like listening to my voice, speaking my voice, even though not everyone's going to agree. So yeah, leadership takes a lot of courage and discipline. And I think designing strong systems and processes for myself is like helps me just continue to implement that courage and discipline. That sounds like a lot of growth. I'm really (laughs) proud of you for stepping into your leadership. And as someone who follows you on Instagram, it's really cool to see your perspective. You go about things with such intention. And it's clear that you've really thought through things. And even in today's interview, how you're drawing on these different resources and integrating them in a way that feels authentic to you. So yeah, just know that the way that you show up is having impact on people. And I actually want to invite you, if people are listening, they're intrigued by the way that you're building your life by design and want to follow along, where can they find you on Instagram or on anywhere? Mm -hmm. So my Instagram handle is bybytanbi. That's D-A-N-B-E-E. So phonetically, it looks like Danby. So it's like by B-Y-D-A-N-B-E-E. And my website, it's currently under refinement, but my blog is still alive there. And my website is udistudio.com. That's O-O-R-I studio.com. Thank you so much, Tanbi. This was great. Like I was sitting here filling, I'm going to take that again. I was sitting here just really feeling filled up um, Mm. by everything that you shared. And I hope that the listeners had the same experience as well. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.